<laughs> we want to we want to record our before recording uh, noises that we all make when we're hearing our throats. And it sounds like a, a quartet of bullfrogs getting ready for a grand symphony. Everybody, do it with me: red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> we always say bum bum bumblebee bumblebee tuna bum bum bumblebee bumblebee tuna bum bum well, bum. Fun. I've never yeah, had it was. That it was one. a lot of fun. Yeah. Reminds yeah, me of Ace Ventura, to too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would eat some bones. Oh, well, anyways, hey, <laughs> welcome back to Community Rewatching 102. Why did we give ourselves an extra number? Because it's the new year, right? We should. We should <laughs> it's the second semester. We should go forward. No. We're still Community Rewatching 101. We got the whole CR 101 crew here today. It's Heather, everybody. Hey. It's Thomas. Hola. And when, it's out. Hello. Just plain, just plain. Out. Note. No flavors, <laughs> nothing. Al, huh? Just, just Al. Out. Just Al. Add your own flavoring. I got it. I got it. And myself, uh, Justin, and we've got another episode of uh, Community Community this night evening that we're going to be going through. This is season one, episode. What is it? Fifteen? Are we on? Uh, yes. Fifteen. Romantic expressionism. And yeah, as we were talking about before the show, it's a simple, it's not going to really bend your brain. It's a simple plot. And I think there's a lot to talk about even so. Uh, Before we do that, one of the things that they do in the episode is, of course, they get to get together and make fun of bad movies. And we all know this as MST3K. And I was wondering, especially those of us who really enjoy bad movies, what's your favorite movie to make fun of with friends? Like if you were getting a a group of friends together and you had to put on a movie that you knew everybody was just going to mock out loud, what would that movie be? Well... (laughs) (laughs) Someone else, I'm really struggling to think of one. Now I feel... Yeah. This is such a good question, but and I'm sure there's something that's just not coming to mind right now. Well, for me, it depends on the on the group of people. If it's a group of people hmm. that's more open to truly bad stuff, and and especially old stuff, some people don't like to watch older bad things. My favorite thing to show people is the episode of Mystery Science Theater that's Hobgoblins. That's oh, even yeah. a good one to just show without it being the MST3K episode, but also depending on the audience, I might usher them in with the MST3K one so they don't have to just sit and watch watch the raw movie because it's so, so bad. But it's really, really funny. It's really f- entertainingly bad. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I'd say Battlefield Earth. Yeah, man, Battlefield Ooh, Earth. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a uh, great one. Actually. I haven't heard that name in a long I know. Time. <laughs> For Al me, Thomas, maybe, maybe um, old episodes of The Twilight Zone, uh, because The Twilight Zone is very hit and miss. And I, I, I've found that often watching with friends, the, the miss episodes is more fun <laughs> than the good ones. And just because uh, crazy stuff happens in those and you just get to uh, enjoy the madness of old Twilight Zone. Hmm. Nice. So, it's not a bad movie. It's absolutely not a bad movie. But uh, with my friends, it is forever and always Predator. Uh, I can put that on with any group of my friends. And we will all happily sit there 
for the 97 minutes or whatever it takes. And we can quote that movie backwards and forwards. We have in-jokes going back 20 years about Predator. <laughs> so that is absolutely my choice. That's it. Okay. That makes it antique at this point. If it's 20 years or more older, is it antique? That's true. It's got one of those fancy license plates with the Model nice. T on it. It's a, it's a genuinely good movie, even so. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll go. You know, I don't know why, but Armageddon popped into my head. Oh, yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, to make yeah, fun that, of. Would. that would. That would. It's a nonstop, rapid fire litany of dumb scenes. Mm-hmm. And. You know, like by the time you get to the cracker going over Liv Tyler's belly. <laughs> Naval. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm quite concerned about that. So. so, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure everybody listening probably has their favorite movies they like to, to mock. And we'll, of course, get into that discussion as we get into episode 15 here. Uh, but before that, Heather's got a summary for us. Summarize. I sure do. Okay, Jeff and Britta walk on campus together to find Annie swooning over Vaughn, a.k.a. Micronipples. Initially, Jeff sees a problem with this, and Britta doesn't, but he's able to convince her that Annie shouldn't be starting off dating guys like Vaughn. Even though Annie says she's over Troy, Jeff and Britta convince him to hit her up for a date in the hopes that she'll drop the shirtless wonder. Shenanigans and sloppy seduction attempts ensue. And then we have story B. Shirley and Pierce get invited to a bad movie night with Troy, Abed, and Chang. They make fun of the film and everyone is laughing except Pierce, who doesn't get the jokes and isn't capable of telling good ones. Pierce being Pierce, he can't let this go and comes up with a plan to be the best teller of tomfooleries at the next movie night. Ta-da. Teller of tomfooleries. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome for that. (laughs) Want that on my gravestone. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, as, as as we said, it's it's not that complicated of a movie or of a movie. I'm <laughs> sorry, episode. Of an episode. But we'll we'll start out here and at the beginning, uh, Britta and Jeff. Which it seems the last couple episodes they've been really kind of chummy. They've they've ratcheted up this friendship between the two, where they're just kind of hanging out. They're pretty peaceful. Uh, but here they're talking on their their way to class and. Hey, Jeff has a gold star on his fly. For, for the for the for the guest star who's not there, by the way, in an episode called "Romantic Expressionism," Professor Slater not there, but she's remembered. And I'm pretty okay with that being her only reference in the episode. She's allowed to exist, but just off camera. <laughs> I like the gold star. That was because it, because then instantly you rewind it just to make sure. Yeah, it was there as you walked on camera. I like it. I didn't see it, so I weren't sure if you were kidding or not at first. Now I no. need to go back and more rewatch it. I'm he so mentions mad at it. She mentions it, and he he like gives this little laugh, like, "Oh, hey, yeah, she did that." I must have like, been adjusted. Oh, I know what was wrong when when the episode first started on Amazon Prime. The sound wasn't working. Come to find out, uh, that was I just had that video muted. But it, <laughs> that's why I think they must have made that joke when I still couldn't hear it, and I didn't think to go back. Oops. Yeah, the camera catches it a couple times. The light flashes off of it. So he, in fact, has a gold star on his winding. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, so us guys are looking at Jeff's crotch chuler region. And whereas Heather, she's pure. It's yeah. It's good. good. I'm the Annie of the group. So Slater, Slater, not <laughs> Slater is, uh, sir, not appearing in this film, but. 
appearing in this episode is another guest star, another recurring guest star, and it is Vaughn. He's back. How many episodes of the first season? He's like in four or five. I want to say four. Um, but this is this is another heavy Vaughn centric episode. <clears throat> Always happy to see Vaughn return. He's fun to make fun of. He's good, and he really really hasn't changed a bit, has he? Um, still yeah. shirtless, still playing the guitar, still hitting on women. I love. I I don't think I've ever listened to what he was saying to Annie before because you know he <laughs> just comes on screen and you're just thinking hippie hippie hippie, but he's like. I think the G chord is the most important chord because it stands for God, but not not God in heaven, the God that lives in all of us. And he just keeps going. And Annie is just like doing this little schoolgirl smile and nod. And I'm like, oh, Annie. Oh, Annie. No, <laughs> you're complicated. <laughs> you're complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I like Jeff's line of uh, he never wears a shirt, he never wears shoes. How is how has he not died of a lack of service? Yeah, I thought it was in a different. I thought it was in an earlier episode, so it actually pleasantly surprised me that it was in this episode. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the lines from Community, at least in, in my circles, that has transcended the show and just sort of shows up <laughs> randomly on yeah. social media or attached to other memes. It's yeah, a great true. joke. It is. Yeah, I, in my opinion, this is some of the best. These are some of the best jokes. Like the whole episode has some really fantastic jokes and some great face acting by uh, Troy, especially yes. when he's trying to seduce Annie. I just love as it. always. Yeah, <laughs> they, they stuff a lot of the, the jokes in Jeff's mouth this time around. He's definitely firing a lot of them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you guys feel about Vaughn's return? Happy, uh, sad, neutral. I'm going to go neutral. Uh, I, I, I don't. I forget if I said this like the last time we talked about him, but he's definitely one of these characters where I'm glad he's not in more episodes than he's in. I think he's good fun when he's like sporadically placed throughout the season like this, um, and 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 they've given him you know <laughs> something different to do. Um, like this episode's kind of a sequel to the one where he was with Britta, so uh, I enjoy it in that sense. Yeah, I know. I'm pro Vaughn. I've got to say, my opinion on him has gone back and forth over the last couple of episodes, but or the last the last fifteen episodes, I guess. Hmm. But I, Justin, you've pointed out a lot. You know, the that community does things that feel like college, and Vaughn feels like college to me, even though he's you know, thirty. It's still (laughs) like that's somebody who does sporadically (laughs) just show up on campus. So. Back in back in the nineties when I was in college, I, I was reminded the other day like we were all wearing those hemp ponchos. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh my! And they were so comfortable, like they were really comfortable, and we thought they kind of looked cool at the time. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, I was well, that's blackmail materials. Yeah. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? Not to derail us onto another show, but just curious. No. Oh, I was going to say one of the recurring jokes that I thought was funny was that the main character, he's kind of a doofus anyway, but every time they show him as being back in college in like the 90s, he's got one of those on every time. One of those like hemp poncho things. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just the easiest thing to always throw on and (laughs) yeah. 
It was a look at yes. that time. And it if you didn't watch look. it, it just seemed more like itself. It got even more natural looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in the study room, uh, we have Troy and Abed are preparing for movie night. It's something it's something Abed, of course, being a huge movie fanatic, likes to do and invites people over. And tonight's showing is the incomparable Kick Puncher, a cyborg cop whose punches have the power of kicks. I love the introduction of Kick Puncher. <laughs> I think it's a great addition to the universe of community of this. Yeah. And on what what really angers me is this is not a real thing because i really wish this movie existed um they do they do have a couple clips what's kind of confusing is later on in the episode they reference another they re- they reference runaway with tom Selleck, which is an actual bad movie that is an actual movie i was wondering because they called out tom Selleck specifically yes we have it there's a great website you can go to called mutant reviewers it sounds and- terrible it does. It sounds terrible, but some of the most brilliant minds of the 21st century write for it. And yeah, it has Runaway on it. So it's it's a real thing. It's with Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons without his makeup. It's very interesting. Oh. But so, so then then my mind was like, okay, well, if they ran, mentioned Runaway and that's a real bad movie, uh, maybe Kick Puncher was. I actually looked just to double check. I knew it wasn't. 99% sure it wasn't. But yeah. Well, are you familiar with Blood Fist? Not Blood Fist, no. So there's a, unless I'm getting the name wrong, but I don't think I am. There's a, there's a series of movies called Blood Fist with Don the Dragon Wilson. and Not Blood Sport. It's not Blood Fist. Sport, no. Okay. It's, uh, is it, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. It, but there is definitely, yeah, no, yeah, Blood, yeah, Blood Fist with Don the Dragon Wilson. Let's so, listen to Al as he's stream of consciousness just flows so i'm assuming <laughs> that at least part of that title is to take off on blood fist mm. i have blood fist 3 on dvd but uh, the rest of them i think are sadly lost to time it's very well sad indeed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so shirley gets invited uh she's like you you watch bad movies on purpose that's uh, i normally wouldn't be for that but that sounds collegey yeah, she makes it sound like this is such a great experience for her to try once. So you when at college, do this once. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. Like they invite her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just unfortunate nice they gesture. do it right in front of someone else <laughs> who invites himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pierce, who, who think you think you think I'm too old to make monkey shines at a picture show. <laughs> I don't know whoever wrote that line, but you're getting a nod of approval from me. It's awkward. It is. It's very awkward of a line, but it's still great. I loved it. Yeah. I also like how Pierce then goes on and says, "I'm younger than the three of you put together." And there's this <laughs> beat where Troy and Abed are both looking up, like trying to figure out the logic of that statement and the, the math there. But yeah. So. <laughs> It's. I find it funny how Pierce, uh, saying he's going to come along, kind of seems to short Abed out a bit. Like usually Abed is ready for any situation and will just say what he thinks or has a retort or something, a clever angle. But <laughs> he just seems like he doesn't know what to say here. Uh, he's never thought this was a possibility. 
So Annie goes up to Britta, has a bit of a heart to heart over her newfound crush on Vaughn. We find out we we don't know if Vaughn is his first or last name. Now I really want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I have something to ask you. No, I don't know if it's his first or last name. No, uh, but and just yeah. then when when Jeff and Britta were walking in, I, they sound like. It sounded like an improvised line, I think, when Jeff says to Britta, everyone talks about his nipples, but his feet freak me out. (laughs) 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 I was thinking that earlier today because I was watching a really bad karate movie. And I thought, if you hate feet, a karate dojo is probably like your version of hell. Because it's nothing but people with naked feet everywhere, sweating. Hmm. And putting those feet in your face yeah. over and over again. I had uh, about maybe 15 years ago, uh, my cousin's sports information director for a college around here. And I helped him out with a like a wrestling tournament. And he filled me in on all of the, the contact sports like wrestling or, you know, or karate or boxing or whatever. And the amount of like awful skin diseases that get transferred around in those places, unless you wash everything much more thorough however much you think you need to wash you need to wash it twice stat because it really is just a very gross place to be <laughs> oh. Oh. yeah just it, it's uh apparently you need to be really sanitary to do any of that stuff why don't they just yeah. wear those um those socks that the kids all wear when they go to trampoline parks that have the, <laughs> the little grippy things on the bottom and you know i'll suggest that next time i see you please so I guess Annie's over Troy, you know, now that Troy tried to hold her hand, but he was mistaking her for Abed. A few times in this episode, it really confirms that the Troy and Abed thing is locked in permanently. Now. Oh, yeah. It's, they're uh, by now. It's really the here. romance is real. It's, <laughs> and, and right it, after that, Annie says, uh, he'll never think of me that way. And it sounds like she's saying, like Arvid. <laughs> yep. Uh, so she asks Britta if it's okay to, if it's cool to date Vaughn and Britta. Oh, she says it's cool. And then she goes with a high five that turns into a snake. And it just, you, you just kind of wince and you go, that would be me. But, but for the <laughs> grace of God, that would be me. Awkward Brita comedy is one of my very favorite things on this show. Oh, it's beautiful. She's very good at it. Yes. It's hard to be bad on purpose. Yeah. Like that. Um, I mean, Annie I knows it, what it's like with that choo-choo thing from a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hear what she's saying. Don't see what she's doing. Uh, okay, so over in the cafeteria, a lot of this episode feels like it's a continuation. Like they keep changing scenes, but the conversation is still going. And here, uh, Britta and Jeff are kind of talking about the the ramifications of Annie dating Vaughn. Britta's initially okay with it. Jeff is instantly like, this isn't a no-go. Uh, this isn't about you, he says, you groovy hipster. Uh, creepier and creepier dudes will start thinking of her as an option if if she she dates Vaughn. So it's do, not wrong. But is she is she actually okay with it at the start of the scene though? Because she, yeah, she's like all bubbly about it, isn't she? I, 
Well, she she is saying bubbly things, but I don't know that I don't know something about it makes me feel like she's trying to talk herself into the idea. Um, especially Brenda does like to put on a front a lot. Yeah, she likes to appear cooler than she is. Yeah, I almost feel like she's like subconsciously going to Jeff because she knows he's going to be the first one to say like, no, 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 this needs to stop. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't think she's being completely honest at the start of this. Right, and I could believe that she's uh, she just the last thing she wants to do is be come across as jealous or like uh, needy. I because that would be uncool. Jeff's being jealous. Jeff mm. kind of has a little bit of a thing for Annie. So, you know, like nobody ever calls him out on it this episode. But, you know, why why is he this adamant right away that she not date Vaughn? Okay. Yeah, um, 100% right. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I like how, how Jeff rips on Starburns and then Starburns turns around and rips on Jeff to their respective friends. I expected the joke to be like, you know, I can hear you because they've done that joke more than yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. But instead, it's just a mutual, you know, mm-hmm. mutual uh, simmering hatred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we get to movie night. We're back in Abed's dorm. I'm always very excited when we're back in his dorm room here. And how much would you just love to have a night where you hang with these people watching a bad movie? We got Chang, we got Shirley, Troy Abed, and then Pierce over there. You already knew I was in when Chang was in the group, too. Right. <laughs> in a Chang white a tuxedo. I yeah, know, Cleans man. up nice. It's looking snazzy. <laughs> he says his plans, his plans obviously fell through. Question, what plans were these that required a white tuxedo? Yeah. Inquiring <laughs> minds really want to know this. Uh and it's uh i always enjoy seeing uh kind of old uh console technology like uh, you i get thinking when watching this that oh this is pretty recent and stuff but then you see i think there's like an xbox 360 next to the tv and it looks so dated now and it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little wake-up call oh yeah look at that well he pops in a vhs right oh does Either he this movie or the next <laughs> i missed that the next time yeah so there's there's a lot of old tech in this room. But even the, the, the then current technology is now 15 mm. years out of date. Oh, yes, I don't true. like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, you're old. Let me tell you how old you are. Did you realize it's been 30 years since Kevin McAllister was in Home Alone? <sighs> yeah, okay. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so so yeah, they're they're kind of settling down. I do I, I like this running theme of Abed and Shang being kind of chummy with each other. Like mm-hmm. they have a different relationship than everybody else has with Shang. He's just like yeah, they El Tigre. He, he yeah. kind of likes <laughs> likes Chang, and Chang likes that somebody likes him. Abed is just open to being friends with everybody. Yeah, you know, at the end of the scene when he's what's going on tomorrow, everybody else wants to shut him down, and Abed is—you could chalk it up to he doesn't understand, but he's like, right. "Yeah, tomorrow, kick puncher too. Let's do it." Mm-hmm. Great, great Pierce line. I'll, I'll <laughs> surely I'll wait if you want to serve beverages, <laughs> and Shirley gives her frosty mom mm. voice, and she's like, "You've been to be waiting a long time." Yeah. <laughs> 
we say this in a lot of episodes, I think, but uh, I think Shirley's deliveries across this episode really stood out oh, to yeah. me. Nailed it every time. Mm-hmm. So they start watching the movie, Kick Puncher. Oh, we don't get to see too much of it, but a little bit. You know, it's in the far flung future of 2006 or something like that. The world's um, been devastated by nuclear war. <laughs> by nuclear war. <laughs> And everybody's cracking on it. I don't really think the jokes are that funny. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, no, they definitely think. They all think it's so funny. Yeah, that's the thing, which uh, the more I think about it, I I feel like I understand how Pierce feels, actually, because they all think they're doing so well and so funny, you would very easily feel left out Um, because they're doing pretty well at quipping, even if they're not great quips, quipping very quickly. I think we always oh, yes. think that we're funnier than we actually are <laughs> on the spur of the moment. And a lot of, I've noticed this phenomenon, especially when people try to MST3K movies, mm-hmm. is they go, well, that looks easy. I'll do that. Forgetting the fact that the MST3K crew had an entire crew of writers who would repeatedly watch these movies and write down all these jokes and then just choose the best ones. And even then, a lot of them weren't actually laugh out loud funny. It's just... Your mileage may vary. It's it's hard to do. It's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, I, I yeah, I feel a little bad for Pierce. Is what I'm. You know, he he made a joke. Nobody laughed, and it's like okay, but it was no worse than anything you guys just said. So, yeah, and I guess it it speaks to their dynamic that they usually have anyway. This watching a film and and mocking it just kind of reveals how Pierce is a little bit distant from the others when it comes to you know. A, fun friendly tete-a-tete pierces on a whole different level <laughs> nice use of tete-a-tete oh thank you it just came out i don't know gold what happened star there. gold star <laughs> on your fly thomas yes there oh. you go look at that guys sucked in i i believe you i'm not gonna look for you <laughs> <laughs> don't call me kick puncher call me david <laughs> <laughs> i want a shirt with that on it one one person in a, a hundred might recognize that quote, but that person is going to be your best friend when you walk by them in the mall. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the guy who plays Kick Puncher, he is like a fairly famous, famous guy that you, that nobody knows in action movies. <laughs> he looked um, familiar. Who is yeah, he? He was Jason Voorhees in, in the most recent Friday the 13th, the one from like 10 years ago, the reboot. Hmm. Um, he He's played the Predator in one of the Predator movies. He was Swamp Thing in that the Swamp Thing reboot. Swamp Thing, that's where I know him from. Swamp Thing, you're right. Yeah. He is in a bunch of stuff. He's actually pretty famous uh, in his circles. Ah, oh, he must have had some fun doing this. Yeah, I love that they got him for this. I recognized him immediately as somebody that I didn't know, but I totally should know. Are we cool going out in the quad, hanging with Andy and Vaughn for a little bit? Vaughn, Vaughn surfing without any water? Because that's how you teach your friends how to surf. Yeah, I meant to go back and look at that. Is that what he's doing? He's a surfboard yes. out of the grass. You, I don't know if he has a surfboard, but he's teaching Annie how to surf. Oh, I was hoping he was trying to teach her how to skateboard, but that would have made too much sense. Vaughn would definitely just here's how you surf. Yeah. <laughs> Is he secretly a lord of Dogtown? Is that what happens? Which, which makes sense, and when you're in Colorado, a lot of, a lot of surfing there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think one of my favorite exchanges right here in this scene uh, between Jeff and Britta 
where Jeff says, let's, let's not confine this to your wheelhouse. This problem won't respond to tap dancing or casual revelations that you spent time in New York. And Bre- Britta responds, if you're going to be get all Upper East Side about this, then we're done. I love it. <laughs> I like the call back to the tap dancing for one. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this, this constant dropping of New York. I, yeah, we've, we've known people. Oh, I like yeah. Jeff's line that he can he, she, he can hear her armpit hair growing from here. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to hatch a scheme to get Troy onto Annie instead to be a to wean her off of Vaughn and on back onto Troy. Um, so they they're they're great plan here. So they go to the library and oh Jeff, don't include Britta in your plans. That was a bad move, bad. Because uh, then we have Britta coming in with her brand of awkwardness, uh, chemistry, sexy. You know what else is sexy? Annie. <laughs> and the smooth. look, the look Jeff gives her, just like we can't take that back. We now have to run with that. Yeah. <laughs> but Troy is also, you know, the, the the most literal person on the planet. So he just he completely rolls with it. I know chemistry is sexy, but Annie, I don't see. It. <laughs> I wrote that down as one of my favorite lines of this episode. (laughs) I know. And then Jeff going, Troy, I want you to clear your head. And he's like, done. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe it. So what does Jeff whisper to Troy? This is a family show, Justin. I believe it's referred to as locker room talk. Okay. All right. I'll I'll ask my parents later on. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's another quote. I'm not going to quote it here, but it's, uh, it's a very famous Troy quote. Um, but anyways, okay. So anything else you guys want to say about that? (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I feel like this plan is very mean, just in general. It's clearly Annie and Troy weren't going to (laughs) happen. And she was hopelessly in love with this guy and she's gotten over it. Mm -hmm. They don't love Vaughn, but it's not a healthy way to do it. And so their scheme, I know it's a sitcom, but it really, they have to go to manipulation and trying to shoving these two people back together where it just isn't going to work. It's very sitcom-y and not in a good way. Yeah. Yes. Like when you point at something and go like other shows would do that and it's not even being done ironically or with any sort of meta examination of sitcoms. It's just, yeah, we just need to do this. I agree with you. But it does produce hilarious results. And so, you know, it gets a pass from me, but it does oh, stick out to me. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get to some weird places later on. Uh, really quick, they have a quick um, scene here where Pierce hires a comedy troupe at the college to be his writing group to do his work for him and uh, write down a bunch of jokes about the movie. Um, the only thing that I really like about this scene is he says, Buzz, how many times? Can you keep going to the well of hair products? <laughs> so obviously this this one guy's just been pitching hair jokes over and over again. They are about as funny as most college sketch comedy troops I've seen. Ouch. Hmm. Shots fired. College Shots. comedy troops. Yeah. Don't hey, add hey, towards the towards if the start I'm missing of the season. something. <laughs> I think they're lovely. Um, towards the start of the season, we are uh, we um, 
we we <laughs> mentioned somewhere. <laughs> um, Amber, can I move on? Is that no, I just perfect timing there. Go ahead. Um, awesome. Towards the start of the season, we mentioned somewhere that the, they had in the background uh, Dan Harmon's story circle, and they had it again here on a on a chalkboard. Um, uh, that's all, basically. They just had Dan Harmon's story circle again. So Tr- Pierce is nice. using it. All right, for your uh, consideration at next year's Emmys, or, or way back when, I would like you for consideration, Troy Barnes. For this next scene, the greatest scene of Troy, perhaps in season one, maybe not. I'm not going to go that far, but Troy revealing his true feelings for Annie and hitting on her is beautiful. It's majestic acting on so many levels. Uh, Yeah, this this is this is Troy trying when Troy tries. It's amazing. So, hey, Annie. It's me, Troy. <laughs> I wrote yes. down that Troy flirting is horrific. Um, <laughs> I would be terrified. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. <laughs> the swagger is unreal. Oh. But I like how oh. Annie, the first thing she says when she sees what kind of mood he's in is, uh, I can find out where Abed is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she's very nonchalant about it. Like this is this is pretty normal. I think. Uh, uh, <laughs> what I really like about this scene, never caught it before. Just one of those little blip lines that look, once you've watched an episode twenty times, you don't notice it until you're really paying attention again. Vaughn comes back with two ice cream cones, and he says, "Sorry, it took so long. They made me find a shirt." <laughs> I missed that. Which is a beautiful callback to the no shirt, no shoes. Yep. Yeah. I thought, ah, oh, I can't believe I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we have a, one this awesome love triangle that exists for like ten seconds here, where we have Troy who believes, or I'm sorry, Vaughn who believes that rocks, eagles, and hats are all connected. Troy, who is apparently terrified by tarantulas, and um. And Annie. Poor Annie. Poor, poor Annie. Yeah. And I love that Vaughn has like a, like a little nervous breakdown here where he actually remembers past episodes. We and have so some he, continuity mm-hmm. going. Yeah. It, I think he's the first person to call out the study group as evil and terrible. <laughs> yeah. Toxic. British <laughs> toxic. They're all toxic. Yeah. I like when he, he, first of all, I love that he takes the two ice cream cones and then double scoops it on and then storms off. Do you think he had to do that multiple times or did he get that right the first time? Just plop. Didn't drop it or anything. I don't know. Acting. Interesting that he dropped the second cone. Like if you had two ice cream cones, would you eat them in the way that Vaughn eats them or would you eat both with the cones? I mean, like just alternate, double, double fist it. Right, <laughs> I I don't you like cones, so I would have done what Vaughn did and threw the first one on the ground, and then just eat. Tom it. Thomas, that would have been a much better opening question for this episode. <laughs> I'll consult you next time. It would have been easier to answer. I don't know if it would have been better, but yeah. consult me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he storms off and uh, Troy, oh, well, he's a baby. Now where were we? <laughs> and he throws his arms out, closes his eyes, tilts his head back. He's like, let's do this. Keep in mind, they're in the middle of the cafeteria. So I don't know really what Troy is expecting to happen at this moment. Apparently something major. Um, now, does anyone want to explain to me Red Shoe Diaries? No. No. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> oh, well. Well, so I did actually have a question about that, too. <laughs> so I, I am aware of what the Red Shoe Diaries were. They were like Skinamax flicks from back in the early 90s. Um, but the thing that Troy does, my only real context for that is Silence of the Lambs. So... Uh-huh. Is he doing the Silence of the Lambs thing, or is his pose a direct reference to the Red Shoe Diaries, which I don't know because I have not watched those. I think he just, I, th- I thought I always took it as just a pose, like, he assumes Annie's just going to throw herself at him, and that's his that's how I took it. pose. Okay. Like, so I'm know. just reading way too much into it. He was hoping for butt stuff. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, butt I have stuff. not watched the whole saga or any of the saga of Red Shoe Diaries, Al, but oh. you, you correct me if you find something there. No, those were the channels that were all that were all fuzzed out on my fuzzed TV out. growing up, so. So very quickly after this, Annie storms into the study room and Jeff and Britta get chewed out. Uh, I, I like this because at first it's very sitcom-y and oh, Annie's upset and then Troy's upset and then Leonard comes in and Leonard's upset because... <laughs> Uh, Jeff ate all the macaroni. He's like, it's messed up. He knows that. <laughs> Can we give the MVP of the episode to uh, Leonard's little backpack? I like his backpack. That's adorable. Oh, that's adorable. Leonard's that. used to that. It's kind of balanced the first time when he we've... stomped off angrily. <laughs> Is this the first time we've seen him since the Olympic size swimming pool? Mm-hmm. No. No. But he hasn't had, like, they're still ramping up the shut up Leonard line. Hmm. So I, I think he was in at least one previous one and it was kind of very forgettable. Yeah, I think we even mentioned that we hadn't reached shut up Leonard. Like, So maybe this is the first shut up Leonard. Maybe. Maybe. Oh. Hmm. All right, we're at the second movie night and um, they decide instead of Kick Puncher 2, going to ru- watch Runaway. If you have not seen Runaway... As we were talking about earlier, it's a real thing. It's an awesome movie. It's got Tom Selleck fighting small robotic spiders that inject acid into you. As a kid, I saw a little bit of this. It terrified me for about four weeks afterwards, just watching these little robotic spiders slowly stalk people and inject them. Even though you could like casually walk away from them faster than they can walk. But <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a great it's a great, weird, stupid movie. And Tom Selleck and his mustache are always welcome in my house. So Pierce isn't happy because that changes his game plan. And he has to <laughs> he has to lie very quickly to change things back. My brother died on the set of that movie. Mechanical <laughs> spiders. It's a mechanical spiders, but they got out of hand and tore him to shreds. Tore him to shreds. <laughs> And, and everybody kind of knows he's lying, down. but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone says, "I'm sorry for your loss" in such a suspicious way. I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, so they start watching Kick Puncher Two. Uh, right away, Pierce is 
shooting out jokes like just way too many jokes one joke per thing i don't know why he has this many but he has all the jokes and um they pause the movie right away and you know shirley calls him out on it and chang i just love this he's like dude even i know you're lame and i'm a, i'm a, i'm a professor sitting in a beanbag chair and you're not a professor <laughs> that's a good little call mm-hmm. but shirley shirley's really observant here she sees him deflecting and she calls him out on it she's like nope you're yeah, she's- just upset that you're not funny She's invested in doing college things, and Pierce, mm-hmm. shockingly, is ruining that experience for her. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. But Pierce Pratt falls, or at least his stunt double, it looks like, and everybody loves it. So, very good. It's kind of like Pierce um, finds his place in the group as the bad movies. He's the bad movies that they laugh at. Um, <laughs> that's how he fits in. <laughs> You're so complicated, Tomas. <laughs> well here we get to probably my personal favorite scene of the the episode it's the the catharsis scene we sometimes have that where there's been friction there's been struggles but really in this episode the friction isn't all that great it's it's been there but you know we need some resolution i guess so the resolution starts with jeff and britta apologizing nice normal it gets weird from here it's like it just ramps up and it gets weirder and weirder. Um, Britta unloads on Annie for dating her ex. Yeah, I'm not Juno. Okay, home slice. I love that. That's a good. It's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start. So they do this ping pong thing where they start deflecting off of themselves and onto somebody else on the group and saying, well, that person's creepy or weird. And so Brit Britta references speaking of continuity. Here we go again. The debate kiss. Oh yeah. Your, your makeout partner. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I took that kiss for the team. And Jeff says that kiss wasn't for pleasure. It was strategic and joyless, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is what I'm going to say after I kiss my wife tomorrow. Oh, don't please. <laughs> That kiss was strategic and joyless, dear. <laughs> what a long-suffering woman your wife must be. <laughs> <laughs> she is. I did come into the room as Pillow Man the other day uh, with a pillow on my head and two pillows on my arms. And I ran at her asking for a hug. And uh, she was very disturbed by this. Oh, my goodness. But she did record it and threatened to send it to all the people we know. So. Oh, <laughs> So, yeah. bonus episode when we hit our first Patreon yes. goal. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pillow Man. He'll be back. <laughs> it's not as cool as Pierce's Pillow Man later on season three, I think. Um, yeah. So, what? It, I, I don't really want to, like, there's a lot of beat by beats here. But as, as the scene goes on, they, basically, they're all just pointing fingers at each other for saying you're being romantically creepy in some way. Uh, Jeff mentions that Troy told him something specific about Britta that we don't know. So there's a little Troy v Troy and Britta shipping continuing here in this. And that yeah. comes back at the end of the episode for mm-hmm. just a beat in the uh, the closing thing too. Yes, yes. But I love that they also highlight Abed and Troy's weird little thing. <laughs> they both immediately look at each other and just say they're all just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the apology devolves into a passive-aggressive, creepy, 
like everybody's just looking at each other. That's all like for almost a minute. It's just people, two people looking at each other and something happening. Anybody who looks at Abed, they're going to get a lot of waggling eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. This is perfect. Every time. No matter who it is. And it's funnier for different reasons, depending on who he's looking at. Yeah. When Abed waggles his eyebrows at Jeff, I just lost it. Every. Oh. <laughs> if I could do that with my eyebrows, that is all I would do to people. Yeah. <laughs> Britta and, and then... Annie have, have a bit of a... Well, okay, well, go ahead, Tom. No, 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 no. You go that one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Britta and, well, Britta and Annie give each other sweet smiles and then they look away. Shirley looks at, smiles at Troy. Troy kind of gives up. I'd be okay with that look. Yeah, yeah they like, share kind of like a nod. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, like, oh, that's a that's a thread they never pull on again. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeff and Annie have a genuinely sweet smile between the two of them. Yeah, they look actually like super comfortable with each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, just to make Al a little uncomfortable, I guess. All right, so what do you guys think about this whole thing? I'll just shut up at this point. It's a great study room scene, I think. Really funny. Um, and and uh, just before that, I, I I think I enjoyed the, the Shirley line. Does anyone get specific about me? And Pierce says, check your email, um, which is horrifying, but... A bit funny. Um, <laughs> she says, I, I mark her emails as spam. Yeah. And he says, who's Pam? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you making my name Pam on your email? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I really liked it. That's all I've got about the scene, I think. I liked it. Too. I like that. I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. That That's really all I had to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it kind of blows up the sitcom romance we're here's seven characters and we all happen to be beautiful and single kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I think it's a really, just a really fun way to just kind of put it all out there. And yeah, I think it diffuses some of the romantic stuff that they've been doing up until now that hasn't been working. That would, I think, and I kind of wish that they had harped a little bit more onto that, leaning into that in this episode, like really dive into the relationships between all of that, everybody in the study group and, had a lot more fun with that because this was a delightfully fun scene but it, it mm. just feels short and i'm like oh yeah that would have been much more interesting than and and the part with annie and troy earlier was really funny so yeah maybe it could have been a whole episode where it's just i mean forget vaughn they could have just been ping-ponging off each other because it was valentine's day or something and everybody's i don't know anyways i'm yeah, not the writer that sounds I'm good not. but i like how jeff like puts it that they are a family. It's just everyone is a potential partner. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. But it's kind of incestuous because of that. So yeah. maybe it's too creepy. So Vaughn shows up outside of the, the library and serenades Annie. That is a college thing. So my college, freshman year, we serenaded a lot. It sounds sort of romantic and sort of, I don't know. We'd go over the girls' dorm and we would sing under their windows. But we would kind of do it as groups. And then groups of girls would come to the windows. And then we would sing. And, of course, we thought we were the best singers in the world. And, of course, we're just 18-year-old boys who have just recently stopped having their voices crack all the time. (laughs) So probably we weren't that good. But it was a lot of fun. And it was a nice icebreaker to get us comfortable around said girls. 
I think that's sweet. Um, yeah. 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 We well, here Vaughn's all by himself. Well, not really. He's got he's got triangle guy back there. He has a tambourine Just... also. <laughs> Multi-talented. Yes. Multi-talented. He's a renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I, I, he he greets all uh, he greets everybody in the study group, but then he looks at Pierce and he goes, "Old Man River," and, and Pierce says, "Eat me." <laughs> Such a good exchange. <laughs> There's another callback: the animosity between Vaughn and Pierce. Uh, that would have been fun to see them continue that. So apparently, Vaughn I enjoyed was, Vaughn's yeah tr- throwing his phone away because the emotion got to him, river. and then of course realizing that. Maybe he needs it to contact people like his landlord <laughs> and his mom. Of course, we know this re- romance is doomed. I mean, but really look at like what Annie sees in this guy other than his shirtlessness. <sighs> Long term, Annie, Annie appreciates organization and people who are driven. And this is the guy is like the exact opposite of it. Could this really have gone the distance if Vaughn had stayed on the cast? What do you guys think? The amazing Vonnie, Vonnie, Annie, Vonnie, Vonnie is what I'm going to call Vanny. Vanny. <laughs> I don't know. I think that there's something to, it couldn't have gone the distance. Probably not. But I think it does speak to how Annie needs to be organized all the time, which means there's got to be a part of her in there that just desperately wants to be messy and disorganized. Mm. And so I could definitely see Vaughn filling that need for her. And plus, I mean, He's hot and he plays guitar. So, plus. Yeah, I can see how that could work for a little while. Like Al said, there's a part of her that that wants to be more free-spirited like Vaughn. But that for someone like her, who really is deep down a very organized kind of person, I don't see her being able to deal with that forever. Hmm. The song he sings, creatively titled Annie's Song, I think he's gen- genuinely sweet. It's a sweet moment. Then all the study group kind of have to appreciate it. Even Jeff and Britta are like, okay, I think she's going to leave us. Season one actually had a soundtrack come out. Uh, it's the only season that they did. And it's good. And I always like the song on it. You know, like, they, it is kind of sweet. Yeah, and it's great how, I love how the um, the soundtrack of the show after the song um echoes it uh, like the theme keeps continuing after Vaughn stops singing which is nice and sweet now speaking of things that you know maybe we never noticed before I've always you know clocked that Vaughn you know he, Annie comes over and it's like he, 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 Vaughn wants to show me a cloud that looks like a pumpkin and what I've never noticed before is that when they reverse shot Abed is looking up for the cloud mm-hmm yeah, and I was like, oh, yep, that's a that's an Abed thing. That's. <laughs> I don't know how long Vaughn thought that that cloud was going to exist because he's been singing and prepping to the song for a while. But, yeah. He would have done very well in that accounting class. <laughs> Touche. All right, here we go to the probably the I'm just going to call it the best closing credits ever, ever designed by Community. Will they ever reach the heights of these closing credits again? I don't know. But Troy and Abed filming Kick Puncher. 
their own version of Kick Puncher. This is kind of like a start of a thing where Troy and Abed like to reenact their favorite movies or TV shows a lot. And and here we've got uh, Troy as Kick Puncher and Abed as everybody else. And it's just amazing. The, the split screen effect. Yeah, which isn't done perfectly. And Abed's cut off. It's <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> In the outfits and the, the really slow punch, yes. And Abed as a girl, I love you, kick puncher. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get was it Britta yeah, they were gonna get for the scene? They, yeah. And then Troy's like really upset, resigned. Let's go film the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Abed's. Uh, his attempt at doing like a sad, wistful expression on the <laughs> the woman. Yeah, it's just sort of him with a frown, yeah, yeah just shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> a lot of head movement. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time I watch that one. I I love that. Love it. All right, well, um, that was romantic expressionism. So let's do our report card, and we're going to give this one a grade and our reasons why. So, Thomas, uh, you got the gold star. You get to go first, bud. Oh, score. Um, I think this was, to me, like a perfect middle-of-the-road episode of Community, particularly season one. It was funny and fun. I actually really enjoyed um, seeing Jeff and Britta like as paired up as partners in crime throughout the episode. Actually, they were even like both dressed the same. They were both wearing these black tops, and they looked like they were in sync. And I I enjoyed them as a pair of mates rather than the weird relationship stuff we've had in the past. Um, and yeah, I found a lot of the jokes funny, but didn't think there was much else to it. Um, there was too exciting to me so i'm just giving it a c for community i can't do that every time <laughs> it's just all right, a c all right al um i think that the the goods the, the funny stuff in this episode is a level really hilarious um not every bit of it is uh i think like thomas said as deep as it could have been i also as I mentioned, I have become pro Vaughn, but I really like Vaughn who is, you know, just super goofy and hippy dippy, but also super angry and passive aggressive in all of his music. And I thought for a moment we were going to get that at the end of the episode. And it turns out, no, we're actually get a genuinely sweet song, which disappoints me. <laughs> so I'm going to go B, although the good stuff is very, very good. Heather. It's a B for me as well. Um, it's not one of my favorite episodes as far as the story or anything. I was going to say character interactions, but there are a lot of really good character interactions. I just, it's missing something that a lot of other episodes had for me in terms of entertainment, watching what's going on. But the writing is so stinking good. What is funny is so dang funny. I had to stop writing down favorite quotes because I was pausing the episode constantly because it seemed like there were just good one-liners or even, you know, a little short interaction between characters that I just always, I was like, oh, that's so funny. We've got to talk about that. And that doesn't happen a lot. So I, I couldn't go lower than a B, but I'm not, 
I wouldn't give it an A. This is probably one of the hardest ones to call. I agree with almost all of what everything you guys have said. It just there's some immensely funny stuff in this episode. Great lines, classic lines. The the silence scene where they're just making faces at each other was it wasn't wasn't something they could really pull off earlier in the season. You can only pull that off once we know the characters for a while. We know their relationships and they. Yeah, how they ping pong back and forth. And they're, so the fact that they could pull that scene off and we understood why it was funny, that's a brilliant little bit. Um, I really liked the, the end credits. I thought that was great. But yeah, the story is it's thin. It's uh, it doesn't. There's no common thread that uh, ties in the A and story B story together. So. They kind of just dropped the movie night at the end. Like, what was the whole point of that? That Pierce could only be funny when he pratfalls. And there's not really a reason for it other than, yeah, it was kind of a college thing to do. But I wish that they had done something with it or that it somehow tied back. And I don't know. It just felt like that was missed opportunity. Um, Vaughn was a little bit of a missed opportunity. Troy was hilarious. Um, Britta was really funny. I think everybody everybody got a little bit of a time to shine. I'm going to go with C, just because it feels like it's a perfect middle of the road. Not terrible at all, but not as high as it's going to get and has been before. So, yeah, C for me. C for Samunity. Um, it's funnier in my head. I don't know. So no. that's it for today's show. And we will march into the next one in a couple more weeks. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 101Rewatching. And we appreciate everybody who did. We uh, just got a note from somebody the other day. They were kind of delighted to discover our show. Ooh. And we're, we're letting t- us know that. So, Oh, yeah. that was me. Yeah. I'm, oh, I, it was. I found it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, um, you're Blue now a fan. Yeah, yeah, loving it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I didn't know you are Blue Vixen. And we had to give a little a little sad shout out to Betty White. Of course, we'll we'll meet her in season two, uh, but she she was a community a great community guest star, and she passed away recently. So, uh, given given her some props for being part of this show. So yeah, that's all we got for tonight. And I'm glad we the four of us got together to express our romantic um, styles here. Mine involves pillows. I don't know what you guys do, but <laughs> that's how I would. We give gold stars to each other. <laughs> that's our love language. It's really expensive to mail them to Australia. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't mailed been, any to Tom Tomas yet. That's why I've been sending a majority of mine to Al. I think he thinks I'm a weird stalker or something. <laughs> All I'm hearing I'm is that I, I've got no gold stars, so I'm pretty upset. Uh, might have to be we might be beefing now i'll have to create my own podcast and beef with you or oh, rival yeah. community yeah yeah, right. yeah. Cool. yeah. 101 we're watching community is what you could call it <laughs> you're the darkest timeline yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes oh, we've got to do a darkest timeline <laughs> podcast we'll start up a completely separate podcast and we'll just do us for one episode so we all yes. wear goatees yes even if they can't see us we'll do it yeah We'll totally do it. All right. Don't forget by the time we, we get around to season three. So 
this this will be fine <laughs> all right well thanks for listening today and tell your friends about the show that's all we ask of you oh no i've got something out. to plug for once actually if i can plug jump away in. dude oh plug great uh, i'm actually going to plug my my youtube uh, this time because i'm actually i've actually made a video that i'm going to be putting up i think it'll be basically up by the time anyone listens to this or this week at least uh and it's a video essay about Wonder Woman 1984 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, a couple of superhero movies that not many audiences liked, um, but I did a lot. So it's it's quite a long video, about half an hour, me comparing them and talking about them. They've got a lot of similarities. And uh, so if you like either of those movies, I think you'll enjoy this video. Um, and if you don't like either of those movies, but you like hating on me, then you'll, you'll also enjoy the video. So... Um, you can just go to YouTube and search Wonder Woman Spider-Man video essay. I think it'll come up. Or my name. Or we've got a link in our show notes to your oh, YouTube channel. Oh, now that's the way you do it. Professional. Every week. <laughs> also check out our, our cult movie reviews blog. We don't have Kick Puncher. We got Runaway. We've got some other amazingly bad movies. In fact, go over to mutantreviewers.wordpress.com. Click on the Cult 101 link. We have a section there called So Bad They're Good. And it's a lot of a lot of fun movies to rip on. So that's it for today's show. And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. We'll move on and see how uh, the Greendale 7 handle their next challenge. Take care. Bye, everyone. Gold stars to you Bye. all.